Welcome to season two of the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with artists and industry leaders from around the world. Our goal is to share knowledge, connect our community, and elevate the artistry of our craft. Hi, I'm Jesse Chu. Hello, I am Quinn Wynn, and we are the founders of the Paper Floors Collective. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Paper Talk. This week, we have the lovely Kate Alicone with us. And we're going to talk about this interesting topic about how we all got started and we did things for free. So we're going to talk about when do you do things for free? How do you turn it around and make money off of it? I'm going to start because this is something that's kind of like an interesting topic. So I'm going to put this example of when I did the Cherry Blossom. This is an initiative that I did on myself and it kind of went out of control, but that's part of my personality. I like to make things really big. As everyone knows. <laughs> no, she's right. It's true. So, you know, I love cherry blossom and it just, I was like, you know what? I love cherry blossom. I'm going to share my love with everybody. And so I decided I'm going to do make thousands and thousands of cherry blossom, which was crazy. I almost killed my arm. Beautiful though. Beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. beautiful. Insanely beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And so what I ended up doing, you guys, was I pretty much just committed to two months of my life where it was a good dedication of like 12, 14 hours a day of me just cutting petals, making the stamens and putting it all together. In the meantime, I also reach out to several different stores. I didn't even think that they would take up on the offer. I just offered them that I I was going to make some cherry blossom. Would you like a window display? And you know what? I had six people or six doors said yes. And I was like, holy crap, I got to make this work. <laughs> and, so, and it just was a huge turning point for me. And I, when I first did it, it was all for free, but you know what? All these stores, and I actually had clients reach out to me and every single display got purchased. I actually made money off of it, but it was a special situation, I would say. But that's one thing that that's how I started out free. And I turned it around and I made money off of it. I probably didn't make any profit, but I did cover my labor and my materials, which is really, (laughs) really important. But the biggest outcome was it really turned my career around. It really launched my company, Pink and Posey, to a whole new realm. I was able, I worked with Nordstrom. I worked with Franz Chocolate. I worked with four other brick and mortar stores and I got noticed in Seattle, which was really, really what I was aiming for. So think about the goal. What was the end result that you want and then make it happen? Oh, I think that's a really interesting example. And I want to inject in there that your, in my opinion, (laughs) it's crazy. I know. It it did get crazy. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was so organized. It was like a cherry blossom walk that she suggested that you take. So you could go into each of the, into the stores. But what I want to inject in there was that you did it for free, but it was on your terms. Yes. And that's different from doing for free on someone else's terms. And I think you have like as a paper florist, as a new new paper florist, or as a creative entrepreneur, I think you have to distinguish that because when you do it on your own terms, you're willing to do anything. anything. You're willing to spend as much time yep. as you want to do it. It's great that you were able to sell everything, but even just getting your name out there, people walking by, seeing your 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 beautiful cherry blossoms, and then afterwards getting you know pe- getting noticed. Essentially, I mean that's that's amazing. Not guaranteed, but it's it's amazing. But doing it on your terms, and I say this as for, personally from a personal experience because I did my my floral ring as a window display at the paper place, also on my own terms. I approached the paper place. It was I think spring because I had nothing. I had no commissions at that time. Not until later on in the summer, and so I was like, you know what. I want to do something. I want to try something. I've never done anything really big. 
So I was like, you know what? I need an opportunity where I can kind of just first try to see if I like it. And then two, to see if, you know, I can strengthen my relationship with certain vendors. And one of them is the paper place. So I approached Heather to ask her if she was willing to have me do a paper floral ring for their their window display. She was willing to actually even pay me for the materials. But I had said to her, you know what? I mean, I might want to rent it out later on. I don't want you to pay for me renting it out and me making money off of it. So I said to her, you know what? It's fine. I'll pay for everything. It's not, it wasn't that expensive anyways. I was able to budget it into the year as well. So it was fine. And I had time, right? So I made that. It was great. Reception was great. People asked about it. And then people asked me about renting it as well. So there are rental opportunities that came along because that project was so big. And I really enjoyed it. I learned my lesson though. I, I now know I don't like doing windows displays. <laughs> I, I don't like doing big projects like that, even though it was on my own term, it just isn't me, but that's a personal thing. So I did get, you know, some benefit from it, but that is in contrast to a later project I did where I did it for free and it was for a magazine. Now this magazine is a high-end magazine. It's a lovely magazine. It's fantastic. They had approached me to do something for them. And they had, at first it was, oh, you can give us whatever you want. It's going to be shot with models. Great. Later on, it turned out the artistic director had her own idea of what colors and what color scheme to use. And I said to her, well, my floral wreath is not in that colors scheme. So I, you know, unless if you want to change it, or I can maybe add something else, I won't be able to be involved in this magazine. And so she was like, oh, what if you just do a head headpiece? So I was like, okay, I'll do a headpiece. I can, you know, incorporate same flowers in it. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a little bit more work. The only thing with that was that it was clear from the very beginning that it wasn't going to be paid. So it was up to me to decide whether or not I was willing to spend the time to actually provide that piece, not be paid. I would be credited. And if I hadn't, to be honest, if I hadn't been doing what I was doing, which is the wreath, I wouldn't have had time. And I don't think I would have volunteered to spend the time to do something and make something special for a shoot that I'm not going to get paid for. And at that time in my career, I had thought, you know what? I, you know, I kind of, I want to be, you know, it's a luxury magazine. Like people will look through this magazine. It's year two weddings as well. They'll look through it. They'll see my piece. They'll want to hire me. But the more I was in this paper flower journey, the more I realized that there was no guarantee of returns for this type of work. And they also expected me to do it for free on my own time, on my own dime. And so I did end up submitting something, but it was only because I was already making a paper flower wreath where I had the same flowers. If it was like, if they had approached me and said like, we need this, can you do it by, usually it's a really short period of time too. Can you do it by two weeks? We're not going to pay you. It's going to be in there. We're going to credit you. But like, I don't think I would have done it because it wasn't on my own terms because it was like, you're selling, a, this is my venting now. You're selling a magazine. Everyone else is getting paid. The art director, you know, the stylist, maybe the stylist, maybe not. The editors, they're all getting paid, but none of the vendors are getting paid. So you're literally being asked to give them free stuff, even though they did return it, but I still had to make it, you know, give them free stuff. They'll shoot it. They sell it. They make a profit. And yet they don't pay you. Like that to me, no matter what level you're at, in your business, it's a personal choice, I think. But that, that to me doesn't seem fair because yeah. most, I mean, they're a company, you know, they have, they have a budget. And for me, it's like, if I'm not in your budget, then you don't need me to be in the shoot because you can't afford me. But mm -hmm. granted, a lot of new paper florists feel that it's a great opportunity and it could be. 
It could be the perfect opportunity in certain magazines, in certain cities at a certain time. But you have I mean, to be that's the judge a personal, of that. That's a really personal, mm-hmm. yeah, personal thing. You have to be the judge of that. Yeah, no, I want to hear from Kate. I just want one more thing. I get asked to do a lot of photo shoots and I'm very flattered by doing, like, I'm so flattered when people ask me. It's usually a photographer organizes it or event planner who organizes it or a wedding, yeah, or a wedding planner. And usually they round out, you know, a group of people, photographer, stylist, you know, wedding, whatever, you know, whoever they want in the shoot. And I think you have to be careful of whether or not this is one on brand for you because that artistic director's vision might not be. And two, how much do they want from you? I mean, do they want like a whole like backdrop? Do they just want, you know, one or two flowers? And then the other thing also is, you know, how prominent is your flower going to be in the shoot? If it's going to be in the background, you might want to really consider it. I personally don't think it's worth the time. Like no one's going to see your flowers. And yet you spent hours making them for free for a photo shoot. That's not going to benefit you at all. But if it's like, you know, part of the deal is you say to them, I want the photographer to shoot my flowers prominently. I want photos. You know, I need some sort of, usually you do get photos, but you want to make sure that they focus on your flowers and maybe it might be worth it for you for as a new paper florist to get those like professional shots. But I have to say, like, I've never participated in any of those and it's not personal. It's just my personal feeling is I sometimes feel like I get taken advantage of when that happens. So that's a personal thing. I think as long as you feel, you know what, you want to be involved, you're excited about the project and you don't mind doing the work. Yeah, go ahead, go for it. But I think you need to also consider like on whose terms are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Those that free work. I'm going to interject before Kate jumps in real quick. I've done, actually done a lot of style shoots where I was specifically gearing toward people that vendors in my particular city, uh, wedding planners, photographers. Saying all this, I actually knew every single person as a friend, as a vendor. I think if you know who the photographer is and you have a d- relationship and you have a positive relationship, you can build upon that and make sure mm-hmm. like, oh, can you take a picture of this or this? I really need the shot. I'm trying to do it for my website. Will you specifically take some photos that showcase my work in a way that I can put it on my website? If you state that at the very beginning and you mm-hmm. have that relationship that you're able to get these photos, it's amazing. I'm going to have to shout out to Kelly Lemon Photography and Caroline Tram Photography because they both, I've worked with them numerous times and they know exactly what I want because I convey what I need from them. Mm-hmm. It's so important having that communication when yeah. you're on the same level and you're not, don't be timid to say what you need. If you're timid, they will overlook you because there's all these other vendors working on this particular style shoot. Saying that this is all, everyone's not paid. Everyone's putting together to develop an end product. If you're working with like a luxury magazine, that's a whole different game, you guys. Really think about where you are in the situation, things like that. But enough about us. Let's talk about Kate. <laughs> Kate, what's your thought on this? No, uh, everything you said is super interesting and resonates with me. Yeah, it's tough because I feel like, you know, you don't want to feel exploited when you, when you come up, you know, and you are building your career and there are times when you feel kind of exploited, you want to tell newer people like, Ooh, don't let yourself get taken advantage of. And, but then we do tend to gloss over like the fact that, yeah, all of our careers have been benefited by free work. And in many ways, that's kind of how you get started. So yes, like on the subject of work we did for free early on, I did a window for free for the lovely Impress Arts and Crafts that used to be in University Village in Seattle. And it was a Christmas window. So it was like, 
amaryllises and they were gigantic. And I was just going to do three to keep it simple. And it all milled me. It was so well, I had to do it for their two locations. So that made it a bit harder. But like Jesse said, it was a really good learning experience and what I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I love large insulation. Me both. <laughs> but yeah, um, you wouldn't know unless you did it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, it's not maybe what I learned wasn't necessarily that I would never want to do that, but I wouldn't want to try to do it by myself, I think is a big mm. part of it. So that was useful to find out. I bought, I contacted Grace Bonnie at Design Sponge asking her if she wanted tutorials because she had reposted a few of my images. So I did a series of tutorials for her that were unpaid, but I mean, they totally made my career. Like if if I, there's, there's nothing they could have paid me that would have been as meaningful to me as that exposure. But like Jesse said, that's a calculation I make on my terms with, you know, with uh, a careful rational analysis, like, you know, what is it I'm trying to get from this? How can I get the most out of it? You know, what do I want to see if I can negotiate? But there's also like a gut feeling, like, do I feel like I'm being exploited? Do I feel resentful that my my work isn't compensated? Am I having a hard time feeling like a serious artist already? And this is making me feel even worse. Like, though, I think all of those things are part of it. But I really liked what you both said about like, you are going to do it for free. Like, you can't really negotiate money, but there's other things you can negotiate. Like you guys said about like shots you're going to get or how they're going to promote it. Yeah, there are a few times where I wish I had said, look, I'm happy to do this for free, but I need you to advertise it on Instagram. Because sometimes that my primary mode of social media promotion is not Facebook and it's not anybody's blog. <laughs> I mean, it's specifically Instagram. So there are, there are times I wish I had said that in advance and it would have, because what ended up happening in a, a few different situations is I felt sort of resentful about it. Like, I mean, how can you not know that I need this on Instagram? Whereas if I had said it from the beginning, there wouldn't have been any tone or disappointment or any history of why are we doing it this way? It would have been decided from the beginning and I would have walked into it knowing what was going to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of those things where it's really easy to say at our stage, don't work for free demand. Every, every pedal be compensated. And in a fair world, that would be the way to do it. And I hope someday we'll get there. But for now, I think it's, it does people a disservice to forbid you. Like you can't have any self-respect as an artist if you give away your stuff for free. No, you barter. But the other thing is, you know, it's also, I think, worthwhile to... I was working with a photographer at a certain point on a series of things. And at a certain point, she's like, you know, maybe it's time to let someone else shine. And I think what she had discovered was, look, I've gotten everything I can get out of this project. You know what I mean? Like, as I keep going, there's it's diminishing returns. And so that was great for me to know, you know, so we could just swap that out and preserve that relationship. And she wasn't feeling stressed or resentful. So I think it's good to continually assess what am I getting out of this? What are my goals? Does it, is this continuing to, you know, add or is it starting to take away? Like at a certain point, there's what do you call it? Uh, diminishing return. Dimi diminishing returns, but there was, uh, never mind. I won't think of it. <laughs> but yeah, are you still. Are you still, is it still valuable to you? Are you still getting into it? Opportunity costs. There are opportunity costs. So if you're spending, you know, half your time making tutorials for free, that's half your time you're not bringing in money, right? So, or pitching a project. The other thing Jesse said about on your own terms, in my experience, if you're working for free, when you pitch your services, you are always going to get more out of it than if someone comes to you looking for free work. Because if they come to you, they have a project in mind that they want you to help them with. So, so they're, they're they setting their own agenda. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So they're not like Jesse said, you might be in the background somewhere, you know? So yeah. Those are all my thoughts on that. <laughs> no, so I think it's true yeah. what you said. Like we, I mean, we free, I think free work, there's a time and place for it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we all did start off doing some free work in some sort of way. And sometimes it is, you know, it the results are fantastic. Like, you know, sometimes it's not. And I think, like you said, you just have to kind of evaluate and determine your parameters in terms of when you're willing to do it and when you're not. But I think it takes experience. Like you yeah. kind of have to like fall flat on your face and be like, oh, I felt like I was taking advantage of that at that time. But lesson and learned. I'm never going to do it again. Or like, I'm going to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it kind of does take some of that. Mm-hmm. And, and we can ask each other that, you know, you can yeah. be like, Hey, have you ever had a case like this? And how would mm-hmm. you ask for payment? And would you think it was worthwhile? I mean, that's one thing that's nice about our community is, you know, we can help each other. The other thing, uh, the other, this is kind of a funny reason to do work for free, but like, I think terrarium gardening is like really interesting. And I would happily volunteer in somebody's shop just to like get to do it and play with it and be part of that. You know what I mean? Without having to build a whole big business to establish my name, just to be like, I want to, I want to be part of this. I want to, I want to try. I want to talk to people who are into this. That's a totally legitimate reason to to work for free. Mm -hmm. For sure. If you're passionate about something, Mm -hmm. you're going to make it happen and it's going to have really great results. So definitely, I mean, listen to what we're saying. Understand that when you walk into a situation, make it your terms. Make sure that you have your agenda, it's forefront, and you make it clear to everyone that's in the party that's involved what you need. But don't make it all about you. It's all about teamwork at the same time. So be realistic and be rational about how you approach this. And if you do fall flat in your face, don't become bitter. Look at it. See the results. Try to figure out what lessons you learn from this. So you don't have to make those same mistakes again. Well, and one thing I admire about Quinn is that when she comes to you with a project, like she wants you to whatever, she comes to you with, here's what you, here's why this would be good for you. Like, here's, you know, here's an opportunity for you. It feels like a two, a, a two way street. And I mm-hmm. think if you're pitching projects, that can be another, another good way to, to set the agenda from the beginning is like, this is how I envision you getting a bunch of cool stuff out of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I also think, I don't know if you, if you guys agree with me, but I will so much more, I will so much happily, more happily be feel like I'm not getting paid if I feel like they've been a very upfront with me, or if I feel like I'm being kind of like, it's a really sort of low amount of money, but I know that's what they have. And they, from mm-hmm. the beginning are open about that. Yeah. And I feel like they're being straight about it. Like, it's not like, Oh, I can't pay you. It's like, legitimately, we only, this is our budget. If, if I feel like somebody's being straight with me, that's fine. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Lay out all your cards. Like, what do you want from it? What do I want from it? Let's work together to kind of achieve that together. Uh, uh, You know, get there. And I like how Quinn, I mean, she's been able to establish such like amazing relationships with her photographers, with her other vendors and working with people that you trust. I think that makes a huge difference. Not only does, you you know, do you build on that trust, but you know then that it really is a working relationship as opposed to feeling like, resent, like you said, maybe resentful at some point about, um, you know, how you might or might not be involved in the decisions of a project. Well, and I don't know if you guys find this, but I feel like it's particularly hard to deal with resentment in what we do because we work alone. And because a lot of the stuff we do, you kind of do without, you know what I mean? It's kind of like mechanical and your brain has plenty of time. So if you, I feel like 
we've all said the word resentful like 30 times. <laughs> and it's because if you feel that, it really, I feel like for paper flower people, it really has time to marinate and, you know. Yeah. So yeah, watch out for that. Yes. <laughs> watch out for that. You're like seething in your anger, but you're not saying anything about it. You're just making your flower. <laughs> awesome. This was a great discussion, you guys. I hope this opens some ideas. And if you have any questions, comment below. Let us know your thoughts on this particular topic and what have you done for free? Let us know how, what the result was. Did you love it? Did you hate it? You're never going to do it again or there's going to be more of it. So quick. Yes. You know what we ought to do one of these days is figure out some way for everybody to say a bunch of stuff they were paid. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I made about 20 grand for the book, right? Mm-hmm. I think that information would be useful for somebody else to have to negotiate something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I feel like if we could all talk about what we're yep. making, yep. then we would, you know what I mean? It would be much harder for us to kind of undersell each other or people mm-hmm. to play us against each other. Exactly. Anyway, maybe that's a thought for another podcast. Oh, <laughs> we, we talk about in paper to profit. So I think that's yes, really important. Mm-hmm. We do. We talk about, I mean, pricing is like one of those really tricky things. But like yeah. you said, I think if everyone knew what everyone else was charging, we would be, we would have more of a standardized pricing uh, for across, you know, the whole Board. community. Yeah. I and, try yeah. to, sometimes I post stuff and I'm like, I could make another one of these if I wanted to. And then I put some absurd price tag on it. And the reason I do but it. People still buy it, right? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. But sometimes, no. And the reason, <laughs> one of the main reasons I do it is so to bump up the market. Like if sure. you look on my website, the one sale you will see is this absurd $400 flower. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never spent, I've never made anything that expensive in one flower, but I leave it up there. So that like, when people are like you know what I mean? Like people are looking at, at numbers. They're like, Ooh, I guess this stuff is kind of expensive. <laughs> We're a luxury item, you guys. <laughs> well, that's what luxury brands do, yes. right? Yes. There's a premium to it. And the premium yes. has nothing to do with the labor or the cost. It's the goodwill. It's the branding. It's the marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, totally different discussion, but it's so true. Yeah. It's yep. so true. Yep. And hence why if you do it for free, it might seem like you're valued, like you're not worth as much. Yet. Yeah. Did you guys, I'm sorry, this last thing. But did, you <laughs> hear, did you guys hear about that thing where people will post to Instagram and they're like influencers and then they'll like hashtag <laughs> like, Hermes, you know, like, or, or thanks Dolce & Gabbana. And then so unfortunately, all these Instagram accounts are, are all these brands have these really half-assed, scraggly, sorry. Thank you so much. You know, I love it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Such a great discussion. All right, you guys, we have some more topics that I know that we're going to explore later on. So if you're not subscribed to Paper Talk, make sure you subscribe. Click on the subscribe button and subscribe to Paper Talk. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>